Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Welcome to MLB Extras, the Colorado Rockies edition. Hello, everyone. I'm Allison Footer. I'm here with Thomas Harding. And Thomas, uh, it was um, arbitration day where players and teams had to exchange numbers uh, for salaries for 2019, those players that are arbitration eligible. And of course, with the Rockies, uh, Nolan Arenado is uh, not just with the Rockies, but all through baseball probably the most famous arbitration eligible player. Um, so, and, and also Trevor Story, John Gray. So what did you gather from reports and, uh, and just things that you've heard about the numbers being exchanged? Well, first of all, uh, the numbers exchanged on Arenado, uh, Rockies offering 24 million. And Arenado requesting thirty million was about where I would have expected it. The uh, record for in the arbitration process was twenty three million last year for Josh Donaldson. I figured that um, Nolan Arenado would come in above that, and he will. Um, a midpoint of twenty seven million uh, sounds pretty decent when you look at these type of deals. And really, it's not just about this contract this year. They're trying to work out a multi-year deal that will keep Nolan Arenado in the uniform, you know, for quite some time. So even when this is done, I don't think it's done. As long as they can get this thing done before the start of the regular season, because that's what Nolan has done in the past. He didn't want to negotiate during the season. If they can find a way to get a multi-year contract before the regular season begins, that would be a beautiful thing for the Rockies and for Arenado. If not, then I guess he could be testing free agency at the end of the year, which would be a wonderful thing for Arenado, and we'll find out if it's a good thing for the Rockies. Okay, so following Nolan Arenado, who, of course, rejected the offer from the Rockies, and I think we knew that was coming, we move on to some other arbitration-eligible players like John Gray, who also agreed to a contract. So what do you know about that, Thomas? Well, Gray did not have the best of seasons but if you, in, in 2018, but if you look at the performance since he came up, he was kind of the new era of Rockies pitching. And even with the struggles in 2018, some of his peripheral numbers were very good. He's working on correcting some things uh, with his motion, um, some things physically also. And I expect him to have a pretty good season. And it was good that they got this thing done because I think that Gray needs to concentrate totally on making sure that he gets back to what he did for most of 2017 and kind of erases 2018 and comes to camp good fundamentally, good physically, good mentally. So this is a good move for the Rockies uh, and a good move for Gray to settle on that one-year deal. 
And moving on to Trevor's story, who, of course, is a huge part of what the Rockies were doing and a very valuable player. So reports have him um, coming to an agreement for $5 million. Is that your understanding, Thomas? Uh, yes, that's what that's my understanding. It's funny, too, because there was um, a report from ESPN.com's Jeff Passan that they were definitely going to arbitration, meaning they couldn't reach an agreement and they weren't going to negotiate any further. But then reports came out later that they had agreed at $5 million. And that seems about right for a guy who finished one home run behind Arenado. He hit 37. Arenado hit 38 last season. Also, Trevor Story cut down on the strikeouts, um, picked up his overall offensive performance, and the shortstop play of his, especially going to his left, fielding the ball behind second base and spinning, this guy is a preeminent shortstop in this game. I think the Rockies didn't think they would get one of those after they had Troy Tulowitzki for a few years, but it looks like they have one in Trevor Story. And we could be looking at a multi-year deal with Trevor Story at some point. Don't know if it'll be this year. Hey, if Trevor goes year to year and keeps producing, he can bet on his skills. But I'm sure the Rockies would like to maybe get some of this arbitration headache out of the way and get a multi-year deal if they can with him. Um, in other news, the the Rockies, and they knew that DJ LeMahieu was probably not coming back. Um, he was out there on the free agent market, and he's obviously a very, um, you know, a, a very good player, very enticing for a lot of teams. And he signed uh, with the Yankees for two years, $24 million, which is not shocking, but it's very, it puts a finality to it. And I guess um, Rockies fans are probably pretty bummed. They He's done a lot of good things for them over the years. So uh, what's your what's your what are you getting the vibe from Rockies fans these days? You know, there was there was a lot of talk about the Rockies um, signing Brian Dozier. And even yesterday when he signed with the Washington Nationals, I was getting a lot of uh, questions from fans. You think they could still sign DJ LeMahieu? Everybody was holding on until the very bitter end. And the bitter end was this morning when he signed for two years, $24 million with the New York Yankees. Yeah, look, look at this. But, but one of the reasons that people are attached to LeMahieu is not only the three gold glove awards, but just the stability that he has put at this position. Um, he... He started the last five opening days. Before him, the, the longest streak was three by Mike Lance, 1998 to 2000. As far as uh, just games played is concerned, he played in 877 um, and started 849. The next player, the next most starts and games of shortstop, Eric Young played in 413 and 389 starts. So he's played more than twice as long as anybody at this position. So you went from a revolving door to DJ LeMahieu, and now you have some young guys really battling for that spot. Ryan McMahon and Garrett Hampson, those guys played in the major leagues last season. McMahon was there for most of the season. Uh, the top prospect, Brendan Rodgers, he, he has not played in the major leagues, and a lot of people think he needs some more time in AAA, but how close is he? We'll find out when we get to spring training. Yeah, so it does sound like uh, internal options are um, kind of at the forefront of, of the front office's mind in terms of really being open-minded about filling the role that way. I mean, they seem to be, the names that you just mentioned, they seem to be pretty high on these guys. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, we're talking about um, 
McMahon, who was a second-round pick, uh, Hampson, who was a third-round pick, and Rodgers, of course, the like I say, the top prospect. He was a first-round pick. So they've been planning for this for a while. If you're the Colorado Rockies or one of these small to mid-market teams, you understand that at some point you have to say goodbye to a good player and trust what you've done in your system to uh, to replace him. I mean, look at what happened at shortstop where they traded Trevor Story. Now, no, I'm sorry, they traded. Troy Tulowitzki. Now, they weren't expecting Trevor Story to be the guy going into 2016, but Jose Reyes um, had his suspension for the domestic violence incident, and Trevor Story turned out to be a real revelation that particular spring training and his rookie year. So they've been planning all along, hey, if we lose a guy, we need to have somebody there to replace him. So I was really looking forward to our conversation today, Thomas. Not, and, and for more than just the normal reasons, I absolutely love talking to you and you're a great friend. And so this is a highlight of my week. But in addition, the my all-time favorite musical artist had a bonanza of an announcement uh, about a day ago and that he is going to be playing many, many uh, major league venues this year. That is Billy Joel. And he is coming to Coors Field in August. And so I was hoping that my podcast schedule would jibe with at least one reporter where he was, uh, you know, that that covers the team that he's going to be playing at their ballpark. So I'm very excited about that. August 8th. I'm assuming that you'll probably be on the road with the team, so you probably won't be able to go. But um, this is a pretty big deal, right? Say yes. Yeah, it's a huge deal. It's <laughs> definitely a huge deal around here. I mean, you know, last year they they had the Eagles and Def Leppard and the Pretenders last year, and I think they've had Jimmy Buffett here. So, um, no, I'm sorry, the Eagles weren't here with that with that particular show. It was Def Leppard journey and every now and then you've probably been in the press box where i've broken into a couple of steve perry imitations so you know it's a big deal though to get billy joel here and certainly uh certainly during i actually went down to the press conference yesterday missed some of my baseball buddies it was all music people and they were very and, and they were very serious and everything else i mean i think Baseball reporters had been around. There would have been some song lyrics maybe uh, worked into questions. There would have been some singing in the corner there. But, yeah, it's great to have Billy Joel come in the Coors Field. Really? So there were, like, hardcore, like, the like the music critics, yeah. the, the newspaper reporters, and they, like, take this stuff really seriously? This was, like, like what kind of questions? Did well, there, I think the thing about it was this. The Denver Broncos on the other side of town were announcing a new coach. And actually, the Rock were worried. Is anybody going to come to this? But the music press ate it up. And I mean, when I saw some club officials, they had smiles on their faces. They're like, wow, this is kind of, they, they, they really wanted Billy Joel there. And I understand uh, one of the assistant general managers, I believe it's uh, Zach Rosenthal, is a big Billy Joel fan. He's actually going to come off the road. I mean, you're, if you're looking at August, you're looking at the second half of the season going into a playoff run, but he's going to come off the road to come to come to listen to Billy Joel play course field. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I have to say, you know, playing in that thin air, I mean, my man, he's turning 70 years old in May. So, uh, and he's had he's had quite a life. So I just hope that he takes it easy because uh, I don't want to see anything happen on that stage in terms of uh, running out of <laughs> running out of steam. Do you, do you yeah, think I wonder who the, is that I, an issue? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will be. I mean, I hope the high sponsor um, is water at that point and not anything else because they'll need the water to get through this. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's exciting. It's exciting for a lot of us that follow his music closely. So very cool. Very cool for Denver. Um, Thomas, thank you for joining us here. And thanks to everybody for listening to MLB Extras, the Colorado Rockies edition. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.